Leadership isn't easy and it's not for everybody. Leaders are often faced with difficult decisions or need to be able to see and seize opportunities in order to accomplish their goals and mission. PMA has historically done certain things extremely well, just as United has, and it, it truly was an opportunity to uh, you know, create something better by pulling those two organizations to, together. I can't say enough positive things about how Kathy and Tom, Kathy Burns and Tom Stenzel were able to, uh, to put aside their own personal considerations or concerns and really, really focus on the potential benefits associated with that combination because the, the story is, is quite compelling. Today, I sit down with a well-known leader within our agriculture and produce industry who played an integral role in helping make those tough decisions and seize the opportunities ahead through the merger of United Fresh and the Produce Market Association to form the International Fresh Produce Association. This copyrighted podcast is presented by the U.S. Highbush Blueberry Council. The opinions and views shared by those of non-paid guests on the business of blueberries are those of our guests and do not represent the views, positions, or policies of the USHBC. The blueberry industry is like no other, passionate, resilient, and innovative. This podcast is your source for the latest information on the management, markets, research, and technology related to blueberry production. This is the business of blueberries. Here's your host, president of the U.S. Highbush Blueberry Council, Casey Cronquist. Welcome back to another episode of The Business of Blueberries, the only podcast dedicated exclusively to the blueberry industry. Now, I've been thinking a lot lately about how we develop the next generation of leaders in our blueberry industry. And I know if you listened to episode 74, you heard Chair Shelley Hartman speak specifically about this, people who can fill the shoes of the many great blueberry leaders we've had over the years that have built this industry over those same years. And to that end, I'm very glad to be joined by a leader who has extensive experience in many agriculture industries, including berries. Dwight Ferguson is the president and CEO of the California Ag Leadership Foundation and the chair of the Produce Marketing Association. Before joining California Ag Leadership, he spent 10 years as president and CEO of NatureRipe Farms. Dwight, welcome to the business of blueberries. Thank you, Casey. I'm delighted to be here. Well, it's fun to cross paths with you here. I know it was like right in that intersection of me coming on and your departure at NatureRipe that uh, I just missed that connection with you. And so it's great to have you on the show. Great to meet this connection. And of course, at the time, it was great to know that you had a floral background in your experience in agriculture. Yeah, I did. I spent nine years in the uh, global cut flower distribution business and uh, look back on that experience fondly. Yeah, likewise. And you know, it's interesting as you go into berries and obviously there's a lot of different connections you can make from those experience to these experiences, but just, you know, again, finding here a community within this industry that I had when I was in the floral industry, that was a really strong interconnection of, of how I saw the ag community. And then I guess I'm just thinking from your perspective on your background, on what were those biggest differences you encountered going from flowers to vegetables to berries? You know, probably more similarities than differences, Casey. And I say that because of the uh, the global nature of the cut flower business. Of course, I was managing a company called Floramax, which was the, the largest cut flower distributor in the world. We had uh, offices in some 20 different countries around the world. Reminded me a lot of the blueberry industry about how global that business has become in the last, you know, 
10, 15, 20 years and how significant the growth has been as well. When I was in the cut flower business, you know, supermarkets were just stepping into to that particular produce or fresh product segment. And uh, the growth curve was quite high. This has been for, for blueberries in recent years as well. So probably more similarities than differences. Yeah, sure. Well, and your time in berries, your experience with there at Nature Ripe, what, what was your experience with the USHBC well at Nature Ripe? And as you know, you know, we just went through our five-year referendum. So I'd be curious to get your take on the recent news of passing at 84% of the level, but just if you could share a little bit about your experience, background, and intersection with the Commodity Board. So loyal and and dedicated members, of course, we had a number of uh, not only uh, grower partners, but also employees that were actively involved and uh, certainly looked at uh, USHBC as being a tremendous resource, uh, not only for information and innovation and new ideas and connection making, but uh, certainly a tremendous resource just in terms of uh, networking and staying as current as we could. You know, the um, the role that, that you have played or USHBC has played in recent years is, is really, I think, invaluable to the kind of growth that we've seen in per capita consumption in blueberries. You know, I look back very fondly on the uh, the exposure that I was able to uh, to realize there over the years while I was at Nature Right. Yeah. Well, it certainly has been a, a great vote of confidence. We talked about this with Shelly in a previous episode, talking about the results of the referendum, but it's just a sense of the mandate of support. And you know, when you see 84%, and then of course, 93% of the pounds in support of the continuation of the organization, it is essentially the spirit of today's podcast on why it's important that there are these organizations that bring the industries together, You know, why leadership matters. And I think we kind of have a lot to cover here with your experience, not just in the berry business, but at PMA and your involvement in one of the biggest pieces of news this year in the fresh produce world, which was the merger of United Fresh and the Produce Marketing Association to form the International Fresh Produce Association. So talk to me a little bit about your role as chair there. And if you could share a little bit, maybe for our audience, the behind the scenes or, or the conversations that took place in your leadership role on what led to that decision. You know, Casey, I, I think timing had a lot to do with it. The merger or the combination had uh, been attempted at least a couple of times previously, but for various reasons, it didn't work. I think maybe the uh, the pandemic pause period enabled, especially the leadership in, in, in Kathy and Tom, to kind of reconsider the viability. It also gave them the benefit of time to sort through all the mechanics associated with actually pulling that off. I can't say enough positive things about how Kathy and Tom, Kathy Burns and Tom Stenzel, were able to uh, to put aside their own personal considerations or concerns and really really focus on the potential benefits associated with that combination because the the story is is quite compelling. You know, PMA has historically done certain things extremely well, just as United has. And it, it truly was, as we said several times during the process, an opportunity to uh, you know create something better by pulling those two organizations to, together and truly creating uh, what's now going to be a, a global trade association for fresh produce and, and floral, which has kind of been attempted in the past by PMA and to a certain extent United as well. But now they've really, truly created the platform 
that is going to enable that global association to um, become real. Yeah. Well, and the announcement took place and all full steam ahead in terms of what, a January 1 launch? Is that what we're... That's correct. Yeah. Effective January 1, uh, PMA and United uh, no longer exist. And uh, yeah, the uh, International Fresh Produce Association will be launched on that date officially. And I would see too, you know, in the way that I think United was anchored in Washington, D.C. And, and the kind of like untethering of the workforce that makes this merger even more opportune is that you can have, you know, people working in all these different places and the expectation that they could continue and, and not that we need to dig into how those conversations probably have gone, but that you had two headquarters in two different places that in today's world, seemingly less important than it's ever been in terms of how to, you know, bring people together virtually and, and make the business run. So before we move on, Dwight, let's talk berries here for a second and this merger and this new organization. What advice for our listeners, for the industry that, you know, we represent in terms of blueberries that you would give us from your perspective in advice on how to best plug into the future of this new organization? What is the intersection you see for, you know, the USHBC and our marketing organizations, give us a little of your vision on what you would recommend for us as you see it in the go forward. You know, there's a lot of common ground, Casey. If I look at the things that, that you're emphasizing at USHBC, the, the value that you're creating for your council members, and I look at the, the kind of uh, priorities, you know, the seven priorities that uh, IFPA is, is going to be focused against, there's, there's a heck of a lot more commonalities than differences you know, information, when you think about uh, technology, innovation, better use of data, packaging, sustainability. I mean, these are all things that I've seen pop up in various parts in, in your strategic plan. And those are all very important considerations to uh, the new Global Trade Association as it relates to, to their near-term priorities as well. So I think there's a lot of commonalities that uh, would create real common ground and reasons for you and your membership to uh, be fully engaged. I couldn't agree more. I'm super excited to get engaged with the new organization. Certainly want to you know, share on behalf of our industry appreciation for the leadership role you've shown in helping bring that together. And I kind of want to talk about your new leadership role there at California Ag Leadership Foundation. For those who may not be familiar with the mission of that organization. I certainly have some history, not having been part of the program, but admired it for many years, you know, wrote letters of reference for folks to participate in the program. But could you just give our listeners a bit of a snapshot on, on your organization and what it does? Sure. So the foundation is, is one of the uh, oldest, actually the second oldest ag leadership foundations or organizations in, in the country. You know, our mission statement is uh, very straightforward. It's all about growing leaders who make a difference. And uh, our focus is, is really on, on developing the skills, the capabilities, the leadership presence that enables our fellows, our students, our graduates to make a difference, whether it's in their communities, whether it's with their families, whether it's with their family businesses. Ultimately, however, though, we want and hope that they're making a difference in California agriculture. California agriculture today is a $50 billion aggregate business. There's some 800,000 people working in, in California ag. And I certainly don't need to tell you about all the issues and all the challenges and 
all the opportunities affecting ag in California today, whether it's water, whether it's, it's labor, whether it's other resources, whether it's increasing costs, increasing regulation, you name it. Our focus is not so much about ag as it is about leadership because our fellows, our participants, our program participants, you know, we assume they, they have knowledge, experience, know-how in all matters affecting their farming businesses, distribution businesses, you name it. Where we can add the most value and where we can provide the most benefit is helping them evolve their leadership skills so that hopefully they can become more influential and make that positive difference that uh, ultimately benefits ag in California. All right. Well, this is a good spot. Let's take a quick break here for our marketing boost. We'll be right back to this conversation in a moment. But for now, here's USHBC NABC Vice President of Marketing Communications, Jennifer Sparks. Thanks, Casey. Sweet, savory, boozy. Yes, I'm talking recipes, which are a great way to engage your customers and social media followers this season and show them new and different ways to add a boost of blue to their holiday food creations. But let's take it a step further. If we just said, try these blueberry recipes, okay, that might capture some attention. But let's talk not just sweet, but blueberry caramel sauce or blueberry chocolate-covered pretzels. Not just savory, but blueberry ricotta bruschetta or blueberry brie tartlets. And not just cocktails, but blueberry honey cinnamon toddy or the blueberry bourbon sour. See how just a description can get the taste buds flowing? Add a mouthwatering image to go with it and you've hooked them. This holiday season, a time when people are looking for fun, unique, and delicious ways to wow their guests presents the perfect opportunity for you to capture their loyalty for blueberries and your company, not just now, but year round. So utilize the USHBC resources available to you. Go to ushbc.org slash toolkits and click on the Fall and Winter Holidays Toolkit for festive holiday recipes, imagery, videos, and downloadable recipe cards. You'll find even more ways to grab a Boost of Blue in our easy-to-navigate recipe library at blueberry.org slash recipes. It's all right there at your fingertips. Share away. In fact, consider posting a recipe a day through the end of the month. Let's get blueberries added to every meal and party menu this holiday season and beyond. This has been your Marketing Boost. Thank you for your partnership, as together we inspire the world to grab a boost of blue. Casey, back to you. Thanks, Jenny. Now back to today's episode with Dwight Ferguson. One of the things that we're looking at, because you know, with USHBC kind of representing this multinational leadership development opportunity within our own program, with the different countries that we intersect with, at our fall meeting, we announced that we would be launching a new leadership program for USHBC, in part because what I think everybody really admires about these leadership programs, and certainly California Ag Leadership, is the depth of connection that gets formed between the participants, in addition to, I think in your case, it's a bigger vision of imagining where these leaders would go next and next and next. For us, you know, we're, we're obviously hoping that that secession continues to play out in the berry industry. But I thought I would just spend some time with you here on our show to talk about how you see something like that being developed for us at USHBC, you know, kind of the importance of size of group, the curriculum we might take on that's the same or different than what you guys do and what that industry support needs to look like. Maybe you could share some of thoughts that I know you and I've discussed, but, you know, more specifically here on the show that you'd like to share as we start to venture down this same road. 
Well, first of all, I, I commend you for taking that initiative and you and your, your board and everybody else that's been involved for, for making the uh, commitment because, you know, California ag needs leadership perhaps more now than it ever has. The same can probably be said about the, uh, the global blueberry industry, right? By providing that resource, by enabling, you know, leadership capability to grow and evolve and develop more within the, uh, the leaders of the, uh, the blueberry industry makes perfect sense because your challenges, your issues, your opportunities are also becoming, you know, quite complicated. And it's not often the case so focused on the, the technical aspects of the blueberry business. It sometimes comes down to communication, relationship building, being able to gain consensus, being able to foster a vision and really find ways to elevate all the key players involved in a given business or a given business segment. So I think there's there's probably a lot of commonalities between what you're looking to achieve with your new program and what um, California Ag Leadership has been attempting to do and doing for the last 50 plus years. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the things that I, I took away from our initial conversation was, you know, in some way I was thinking leadership program. And it's almost like I was envisioning like this blueberry boot camp, like we were going to put people through everything you need to know about the blueberry business. But what I think you have said, and and you've been doing successfully for many years, like this is a leadership development opportunity of expanding past what their experience currently is and really trying to form that perspective of big picture thinking, you know, in our case, obviously, as we're starting to see some of the impacts of the global trade not just in how it relates to the US market but you know where we're seeing how MRLs and tariffs and the different ways in which we try to expand blueberry consumption globally cuz you know that's where so much runway is for blueberries and just figuring out ways in which our leadership program can help expand on people's knowledge and understanding of how how this berry business works yeah and you guys are a logical conduit for doing that right i mean that's that's central to your to your mission anyway. You perform that that platform. You enable that network amongst all the the blueberry growers and, and distributors and marketers and everybody else that's involved in the blueberry industry. I mean, you're the natural platform for pulling those folks together. So finding ways to to better elevate skill sets and enable the goals and the objectives to be executed more effectively, I think is your mission and your reason for being. Well, and I have to say that, you know, part of the comfort, if I can say that, in heading down this road is that Dwight is running the program that in our case may want to very much emulate. And so I just want to thank you again for the time you've given, not just today, but, you know, in previous conversations, as we envision this for Blueberries Forward, you have represented the gold standard and what that experience can be like. And, and obviously the investment that I know you place into each one of these fellows is significant and, and not anything that we would be able to uh, certainly touch in year one, if ever, in comparison to what you've been able to grow there at CalAg Leadership. So, but again, I think the criteria is specifically, you have to be California-based. That's right. Our program does require that. Certainly uh, have to be employed in some aspect of ag because, you know, our founders, uh, the, the original vision when the Boswells and, and the Browns came together to create this, this foundation, their intent, again, was to, to some way, somehow benefit California ag. So we are, 
very, very focused on the industry, certainly very, very focused on California with the ultimate goal to enable it to have even bigger impact, not just within the state, but also in the world in ways that benefit all the, all the players here. Yeah, it would be great. And we would certainly look forward to profiling. And this is that encouragement to our listeners who are from California out there to consider applying to be a part of the California Ag Leadership Foundation program. And then again, you know, maybe that segues to them helping our program grow what we're trying to start here in the years ahead. So yeah, and you've got some excellent operators in the state of California. That's right. Exactly. Well, before we go, you know, just your words of advice for our industry as we go forward, you know, you're hearing us talk about the fact we passed a five-year referendum. We are talking about leadership development. We're really thinking about, you know, how to keep evolving a category that has seen a lot of success and to your point, right? And we want to really kind of experience that next wave, you know, that, that need to move this maturing industry into a growth pattern that can continue and sustain its growers and continue to be that high value crop in the marketplace. But, you know, from your perspective today, what would you share with us that you would, you know, recommend, have us consider as we go forward from here? Well, probably a couple of things. First and foremost, I would urge you to realize, recognize, and appreciate what a great business segment you're in right now. I mean, the, um, the, the market dynamics, the consumer dynamics, the health halo that continues to surround blueberries has enabled, you know, just tremendous growth and uh, assuming, hopefully, profitability for all the the major players in the business for for many, many years. And unlike a lot of more mature segments in uh, fruit and and, and produce, there's still tremendous upside potential for growth, especially on a a per capita basis. I mean, obviously, I've been away from it for a little while, but I know that uh, relatively speaking, per capita consumption on blues is certainly well below some other similar crops. So therefore, there's still tremendous upside. Household penetration, if I recall correctly, still uh, represents tremendous opportunity too. So I would certainly urge you and your membership to to seize the day when it comes to to thinking big picture and opportunities, and certainly maybe benchmark against some other similar kinds of crops. You know, take a look at, as I'm sure you do, what's going on with, with avocados, with certain segments within uh, citrus, uh, certainly with within nuts, and look at the investment that's being made on the consumer side, on the demand creation side, and the uh, tremendous results that uh, continue to be realized for those growers, packers, shippers, you name it. That would be, I think, a great indicator of what the opportunity still is and what still lies ahead for blueberries. You really have a tremendous, tremendous opportunity still that can be realized to benefit all the players in the business. Well, I, I certainly am encouraged for all those same reasons. And and to just kind of add, everybody talks about the almonds and the avocados. But, you know, if you look at that investment that they make and the commitment that they've put together, it's a differentiator for them that they were willing to commit to. So one thing I will say, just to make sure that 
it gets said here that we are working on an MOU. We are looking at ways to increase that investment. The industry has been looking to develop methods at which to further their investment, much like those other industry sectors to, you know, pour more into market development because of those things that you're talking about as being realized by those other commodities. So what's neat right now is that we're in this intersection where we're starting to realize that those are those things that that's where this is headed. And that's, I think, a lot of what our five-year plan is starting to unpack and hopefully help to uh, achieve over the next five years. So great insights, Dwight. Again, I really appreciate your time here. Is there anything else you'd like to share before we let you go? I feel like, you know, there are going to be folks in our industry who are really appreciating hearing your voice and, and hearing you give some perspective here. But just any last things you, you think you'd like to share before we go? I think just stay positive and focus on the, the, the big picture opportunities that exist for your industry. I mean, it's, it's easy to get bogged down in, in some of the, the minutia associated with any business. It's certainly easy to at times get a little bit negative, if not even overwhelmed by some of the day-to-day challenges that, that your industry players face, just like all other segments of industry. But again, if you focus on the big picture and the opportunities that, that lie ahead and come together via USHPC to find ways to, to capitalize on those and to collaboratively work together realize those, you still have so much opportunity and prospective benefits that lie ahead. Excellent. Well, again, we couldn't thank you enough for the time today and just some of the perspective that you've been able to share as we kind of move forward with, with our leadership program. But we're going to be calling on you, Dwight, so that you can't go too far as we start to develop this program out. I'm going to either be calling you uh, or we'll have to have you back and talk a little bit about it. But I am committed I'm going to be encouraging some of our California-based organizations to jump in and and uh, get some of those applications to you guys. So thanks again, Dwight. We really appreciate we'd, it. We'd love to have them and, and I'd be willing to help out any way I can, Casey, so keep me posted. All right, will do. Thanks again. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Well, I really appreciate this opportunity to sit down with Dwight and talk about what he's doing today and just kind of that intersection of his leadership role there at what is a really milestone moment for the produce industry, the merging of these two organizations. And I think the theme of today's episode really is about that leadership. It's that intersection of of these two organizations kind of coming together, blending two cultures, uh, certainly as you heard from Dwight talking about it as a challenge, but one that was realized through leadership. And uh, again, you know, the role that he plays now at the California Ag Leadership Foundation is to grow and build and, and develop new leaders for California agriculture, but more importantly, to have that, you know, mission of influencing the world. And that's what these organizations are about. This is what community of leaders do. That's really what I hope people are taking away from this episode, that there's an opportunity here in our organization as we go forward from here for folks to plug in. We're developing a program of our own. Uh, We certainly have great access to resources and mentorship of developing these programs from people like the White. But a really exciting opportunity ahead as these two organizations merge for us to plug into that leadership group, for us to develop our own leadership development program. And for those of you listening to consider where to plug in in our programs and California Ag Leadership Program or this new International Fresh Produce Association. Uh, These are all great places and should be seen as places for you to plug in and develop your leadership. So 
That's it for episode 76. We'd like to hear more input from you as to how our leadership development program should look for blueberries. So if you've had some thoughts, if there's been anything that's inspired you from what Dwight said on this subject, be sure to reach out to me. I would love to hear from all of you about your perspectives on the way that a USHBC leadership program should be developed or anyone on our staff to just kind of discuss this concept further, but make sure you stay tuned for updates. Meanwhile, I hope you take Dwight up on his offer to maybe jump in and apply for a California Ag Leadership Foundation Fellowship. I can't speak more highly on that program enough. It is truly a best in class gold standard for leadership development. And it'd be fun to have more Blueberry alumni in that program as well. So for those of you California listeners, be sure to check that out. We'll put a link in the show notes, but that's it. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back next week with more innovation, collaboration, family, and hard work right here on the Business of Blueberries.